Miko Marks, thank you so much for joining me um, on Behind the Sounds. I have been wanting to get you on the show for ages and I'm really excited to chat. Um, thank you so much. How, how are you? How are things? I'm doing great, Leah. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, things are looking pretty good. <laughs> I know you have had a extremely busy few years, few months. Um, unfortunately, I missed you when you were here in the UK a few weeks ago, but we are super excited that we're having you back later in the year. Um, yes, I'm excited too. I am excited. It will be so great. The lineup for that festival, um, you're playing the long road. It's it's so great. Um, you've got so much going on and I don't know where to start, but I, what I love to do is I love to start at the beginning um, and that's something at Behind the Sounds we talk about a lot is where everything started for people. Um, so going kind of back, your childhood, growing up, where did music first come into your life? Um, I was born into like a singing family, like everybody sang, like everyone. We traveled the country um, doing gospel plays and, you know, so I was rooted in, before I knew I could sing, I was singing. Um, so I grew up just kind of in the church and singing, and then I got into choir. Um, my my choir teacher, he was a real like stickler, Mr. Petrie. He was like, he took us to Carnegie Hall. We sang. I mean, <laughs> he was like that choir director. Yeah. And so I just had music as an influence for ever since I can remember. I was singing at three, you know. Um, now fast forward to when I wrote my first song. I was probably like seven, <laughs> you know? And so it's just been a musical journey. My whole, everything is just, I'm rooted in music is where I come from. I love that. And obviously, so you say you wrote your first song at seven. Was it any good? No, it was not good. <laughs> it was about Kool-Aid and oh, it was wow. not. <laughs> I wrote a song about Kool-Aid. And so that was the beginning of where I started writing, but my grandmother, she used to just have me listen to all kinds of music. Country was what I really liked because of the stories. And I think I liked it because I was a kid, you know, because of the storytelling aspect. So my sound is kind of like a, a jumble of blues, country, gospel. It's you name it. It's tones of different genres just all mixed together. It is. And is there any kind of looking back, obviously listening to so many genres growing up, are there any artists in particular? Obviously you say oh, you lot, but anyone that was, stands out that people where you were like, yeah, they were completely always playing and always listening to. Yes, Aretha Franklin, Loretta Lynn, Johnny Paycheck. These are these are ones that I'm just picking <laughs> um the staple singers. I mean, you know. You, I had so much music thrown at me. I did ariets and I mean, it was just like so many influences. And I think that's why I have the sound that I have now because of all of, all of those different influences. Patsy Cline, yes. Something about her voice was so um, rich yeah. and full, you know, and it, I was drawn to it at a young age. But then I have my, my gospel people, the commission. And I mean, I could go on for days with music, musical influences for sure. Yeah, but it's so great. And I think that's what's so brilliant about music now is that, and I talk about it a lot, is that no one really falls into any genre anymore, or you don't have to, if you don't want to, you know, whilst yes, you're gonna, you're a country singer, but your music could be 
put into so many different categories and it's what's so great about music now um, and obviously having all them different influences growing up really helps that I assume oh yes this it's so much I feel like I belong in so many different spaces that it's so like refreshing to not have to be in a box or fit into this thing because um, when I started out in 2005 I was I wrote seven of the 10 songs on my album Freeway Bound but it was just like they were trying to fit me into this little box and it was hard for me it made me not be free in my singing you know I wasn't free I didn't have the freedom that I have now fast forward to age and years um, I just kind of I feel the music more in a way that it's not confining. And it's such a great thing because we are getting so much better music from that now. You know, as much as, as great as the music was, it's it's just kind of never ending now. And I think actually the potential that it's giving artists and even songwriters to an extent is so fantastic. Um, so going back, obviously, as you say, when you, when you, you had kind of a career in the early 2000s and you've had a break but initially when did you know that singing kind of turned into something like a hobby into a career initially um I didn't know until my husband um he told me to quit my job he was like you should stop working at that job and you should start singing professionally like do it for a living and that was around 2003 wow. and so he gave me that that window of space to do that. And so I did an album, Freeway Bound, and then I did It Feels Good. Went to Nashville, was not received very well. <laughs> um, uh, needless to say, they weren't ready for um, a woman of color to do country music or they weren't ready for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so I kind of I kind of got discouraged after that. I kind of was like, well, maybe this isn't for me, you know, and um so I, I stopped recording for 14 years. I just stopped. I still performed because I had to get that out somewhere. I toured around with the Bill Pickett Rodeo, which is um, an all black rodeo in, in the States. And and so I, I'd go and run around in the dirt and sing with them in different cities. And so I was still getting my music fix. But as far as recording, I didn't think I was making any more music, honestly, until 2019. <laughs> And now I've I made like three albums. <laughs> so you just never know. And everything happens for a reason, you know. But um, I'm glad I got back in the studio with Justin Phipps, Steve Weyerman, my producers, songwriters. And yeah, we made some really good stuff happen. It, it has been amazing. And you say, obviously, back in you know, 2005, wasn't completely well received in Nashville or in Canada. No. I went down there and I gave it a go and um, I was told um, by one label they were like the, the songs are great but you won't sell you know it was basically that like that <laughs> and um, I just didn't know what that meant at the time you know I had to grow into knowing that mm -hmm. and I figured out that I think it was because I was a woman of color doing country music they didn't think I would sell but I didn't go there with that in mind. I, I was really kind of stumped. I was like, but the music's good. Why, why is this, why is this an issue? Um, but I, I learned a lot. I grew a lot and I was able to raise my son um, who's a musician in his own right. And 
I was able to be um, be present for him as he grew up and he's 27 now, so he doesn't need me anymore. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I was kind of, it kind of shook me in a way to why I didn't want to record anymore. Yeah. And how has that shifted from kind of an industry perspective when you went back 14 years later? Um, there's a lot of people of color now that are doing country music and it feels so much more like a, a community space. You know, it, it doesn't feel like, oh, there's this one or there's this this one. No, it's like a lot. <laughs> there's Reese Palmer, there's Mickey Guyton, there's Brittany Spencer, Raina Roberts. I mean, I can go on and on. It, there's a There has been a shift, but it still needs to be some shifting. Yeah, definitely. And you say kind of performing in that gap of, of not recording, but you were obviously on the radio. What? What was it you needed to get out? Were you performing new songs? Were you still writing during that time? Or were you playing covers? What kind of music? I, I was doing playing? all those things. I was writing. I was performing covers. I was um, performing my old material. And um, kind of delved. I delved into like Faith Hill, Jody Messina. I started getting those acts together. And it was it was just my way of still releasing my spirit out into the world and so I kept performing but I just wasn't ready to make another record yeah it's not but then I had this dream in 2019 I was I had a dream that I was playing with my old band from 2005 so I called one of the members Justin Phipps and I was like hey Justin we need to jam we need to play some music and he was like well I started a label and I wrote this song called Goodnight America you want to hear it I was like, sure, send it. That song floored me. It floored me and it broke this mold that was that was inside of me. And next thing I know, we were we were recording. We were writing, we were recording, and it was happening so fast. I was like, wow, this is really working. And we're not even working on it. It's just organically good. Like it's just happening. Yeah. So really happy about that. I'm glad I made that call. Do you think that had it happened kind of less organically, so say someone had reached out to you or it had been a bit more, there was some pressure on it, do you think it you would have been as invested and it would have been as good? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's something about our little group that is like, it's just special and you just look around like, okay, this is happening. Like, leave it alone. Don't, don't put any pressure on it. Let's just have fun. And we've gotten some really good stuff out of that. Just being like regular. Whereas before there was pressure and it just wasn't, it wasn't right time for me. Yeah, no. And that makes sense. And I think I, you know, you said it earlier, everything happens for a reason and people and music come into lives and places for a reason and um, obviously when you kind of came back in 2019 was it ever intended that it was you were going to go back into this career of being a no. singer no I just called to jam that's <laughs> all I called about I just wanted to keep jamming and then the song goodnight America that I recorded it just sparked something in me like fast forward I'm older I'm wiser and it sparked a lot of writing a lot of things that were going on in the, in the world. A lot of things came out of that. And we were in COVID too. And so I was just in the studio, writing, 
they were producing and we were just coming up with, we were coming up with so much music and it was just insane. So I didn't even know I was going to be back. I thought I was done. I thought I was done, but now feel like going home, our country and race records all in the can. <laughs> what, what is this life? It's so amazing that that you never expected it. And was there obviously, as you say, it was in COVID, and it's I think for any anyone in the arts, anyone in music, it was such a strange time. And I suppose probably maybe rediscovering that within that time yeah. did it help that there was that it almost was shut down, so you didn't have the pressure of oh, I need to be performing, I need to be doing this because it was so much of a blessing for me. It was such a blessing. For me personally, I got a chance to reawaken something that I thought had died inside of me, you know, and I got a chance to work with the people from my old band, you know, like from 2005, like that was, it was just a full circle moment and the music that we came up with and the sound and everything was just like, so, so I wasn't, I probably couldn't have done the songs that I do now back then. You know, and 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 it's I'm just freer with my vocals. I'm like not putting myself. There's no pressure. There's yeah. no pressure. At the end of the day, I'm sharing and I'm giving it out there. And it's so great. And so during kind of the the time that that you all weren't working together, and none of well, obviously you were you were doing music, but in different ways. Coming back together, did it feel like? you'd never been apart, but also there was this kind of massive change because you'd all been through so much in the time you'd been apart. Um, the last piece of that, I always knew they were special. Like these two little dudes, it's just two of them that make this music. And I always knew that they were special, but Steve Weirman, he went off to do other things. He's played on some, some great, great stuff out there um Richard Ashcroft he's he works with him and he does all these big grandiose things so I'm like he's not going to want to play with me well he is dedicated to this process process and I just know that what what we are creating is something that will long live after me I do believe that yeah and I think something that that comes through when you hear your music is that it's it's about way more than just the music that's something I feel from it and is that something that you've you've wanted to show kind of in this era of your career yes it's um it's um a reclaiming of myself you know it's um a rebirthing for me like I've been pushed vocally to limits that I didn't even know I could do you know and it's something like when I perform and when I sing, there's there's like, I'm, I'm giving birth to this thing and I'm sharing it with these people. And it's just like, I wanna give you the best little baby. I want you to have the best one. <laughs> and I wanna just, I just feel freer to touch people more so than to sing perfectly. Yeah. You know, I wanna be able to, to lay it all out there. And, and I feel like I'm in that space now where I'm just like, giving it to you not stirred not you know not shaking it's just like here you go mm -hmm. and um I've been fortunate to have this group that I work with that we all we all know it and it's just happening really specially and beautifully 
I can't wait to see what else we do. I can't either. And I think yeah. I love that you've said that, that, you know, and I think that's something about country music is it's not about being the best singer. It's about the lyrics and the music and touching yeah. people. And that's, you know, as we say, it fits into so many different genres, but that's probably where I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, that you feel quite drawn to country for that side of it. Absolutely. 100%. I love the storytelling aspect, but I'm loving the fact that I'm telling my stories now, yeah. you know, like not telling somebody else's story. Um, like uh, Travel Light is one of the songs on the album, Our Country. And that song was so important for me to write and and get out because I, I tend to carry a lot of weight on my shoulders. Just in general, I'm just an anxious person. I have like OCD, I'm all bad, <laughs> like that. But it's just a reminder to like, you don't have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Like drop that bag, lose it. Mm-hmm. You know, only carry what you need. And so when I sing that song, I'm hoping that it lifts something off of somebody else, you know, like who may be listening. Yeah. And, and ancestors, oh my God, ancestors, <sighs> my mom, my dad, they've both gone on. So I invite them to every show and I'm, I invite them in and I ask the audience to invite their ancestors in so we can have a big party. And I really do feel like those spirits are are with us, you know? And so, yeah, I get a lot more out of singing these days. It's so great. And I know you mentioned, obviously, your son is a musician in his own right. And I think, you know, back in the day, it was a, quite a family affair for you, wasn't it? Everyone was involved. Is it still the same now to a degree? Does everyone get involved? Well, yeah, because <laughs> my son, he was playing, he was playing guitar when he was 10 with me at the country music um, festival and I made him play. So fast forward to just last month, well, earlier this month, I have an exhibit in the country music hall of fame with a picture of him playing. <laughs> it's, so it's just, it's a, it's a family affair for sure. That's amazing. I want to loop back to that in a minute because I think that the American currents is, is such a great thing, but kind of going back to, you know, reigniting your career, realizing you're going to record again. Um, it seemed to all happen quite quickly. If you look kind of, out from an outsider's perspective you know when your first album your well it your first album this time around came out did it feel quick for you or did it feel like that them kind of three years were really long it felt quick it felt quick it was like um like a waterfall yeah you know it felt it very much so fell fast like I feel like I released (laughs) so much new music within a span of three years that you know some people don't do, you know, it, I had a lot to say and, yeah. um, and it just happened very quickly. I would say for me, cause I was kind of scared. I was like, you can't come back after all this time. You know, there's been too much time gone by, but the climate has changed. The industry has somewhat changed. Um, what I care about has changed. Um, just as a 50 year old woman in this business, I don't have I could give a care now about any of the things. I don't have that baggage on me anymore. So I'm just making music (laughs) and I'm hoping people like it. You know, that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. It is. And I suppose that alleviates, obviously I know we've spoken about pressure quite a bit, but it alleviates that all right. So you don't have to worry. Mm -mm. No pressure, no pressure at all. Other than 
these tour dates I got coming up. <laughs> <laughs> did you? But that's a good pressure. Yeah, it's a good pressure. It's a good thing. Um, did you, as much as there's no pressure, did you have goals that you wanted to achieve this time around? Nope. I tell you that I was just putting one foot in front of the other. That is literally what I was doing. One song, then I would do another one. And then I would do another one. And then it was like, oh, we got an album. <laughs> we got, and then it was just, I was, I I didn't even expect it. You know, I I just thought I was finished. You know, I really did. And so the magic of us coming together again, really propelled everything. Mm. Like, it kind of propelled itself, like without much effort. <laughs> Only wisdom and a little more knowledge and a little more living mm -hmm. propelled propelled the projects because they were coming back to back to back. And I was just like, oh my God, what? <laughs> so I was quite surprised. I think it's almost a good thing though, because you know, sometimes when someone releases, and I, I say first album, I mean first album this time around, you know, this mm -hmm. second part of your career if it kind of takes off or whatever and if it doesn't it there's so much pressure on, on getting a second album whereas if you're saying it kind of flowed so naturally and there was all, kind of already a second album before you even had a chance to think about it yeah. did that make it all easier as well yeah I mean that definitely made it easier I wasn't even we were we were already half done with our second album before we released the other one yeah. <laughs> so it's it was really like um really fluid and organic like in this way that music should be it shouldn't be like this effort that you make to make something it should just be like how it is it's kind of like magical <laughs> in, a, in a way for me it's I did not see this coming but I'm so glad and and maybe it was time for this was my time yeah not earlier you know mm -hmm. I, I love that and I as I say, you know, everything happens for a reason. And something that happened last year, and as you say about it being your time, the CMT Next Woman of Country, um, and you were part of that. How is that kind of, all them years after you kind of first thought, right, I'm going to be a professional singer, to then be put in that category, which is, is, is now kind of always been quite prestigious, but now probably more so than ever. It's I could not believe it. I could not believe it. And... um. It felt like some writing of the wrongs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it felt like, okay, um, this is this is nice and this is cool to be acknowledged on that level. It felt really like it felt like redemption to my soul yeah. a little bit. Cause because I put out some good music in the early 2000s. What was being put out then? Yeah. And um I would say it fell into that category. And so to be a part of that group now with the with all the barriers taken off of me, it feels really special, really special. It is. And obviously the, the girls that you're in it with, the women you're in it with are, are all kind of pretty new to this. Has it been nice to have that experience behind you? Have you felt like you've maybe mentored them in certain ways? What's that relationship been like? Yes, it's beautiful. They call me Mama Miko, Miss Miko. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it because I'm I'm excited about the new um the new generation of country music, the new 
Americana artists. I'm excited about the babies. Breland is doing great. You know, Reese Palmer's doing outstanding. Um, Raina Roberts, some of the young ones are Camille Parker. I mean, there's so many now. And I, I like being in the Mama Miko role, actually. Because <laughs> I don't have that pressure. I'm like, I'm the OG of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find that you're learning from them as well? Absolutely. They keep me up on my toes yeah. as far as what's, what's current. Like, um, there was this artist, and I just love him to death. I, I didn't even know about him, Willie Jones. Mm -hmm. He had a song called American Dream. And I was just floored by that, the lyrics and how it, how it flowed into hip hop in a certain way. And, you know, just the intricacies of the music that is being created and how different it is. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome watching them. Yeah. And, and as you said, there's, there's, there's so many of them now, but it, it's so good. You know, I think it's such a struggle to, to be a new artist in music now, you know, particularly even with, you know, the world of social media where anyone can put a song out it's amazing that you have kind of these you know particularly next women where it is a group of people together kind of coming up and learning from each other uh and obviously touring and everything has that what's what's the whole experience of it been like overall it's been super supportive very supportive cmt has been like they're just like right here with me and um, equal access M theory, the, the group out of Nashville that helps um, underrepresented artists. So I've been getting a lot of support and a lot of like, it's your time, like about time for you. And so, and all of like, even recently, she brought us to the long road last year, you know, color me country stage. She had her own stage with all women, mm -hmm. um, women of color. And it was just beautiful. And we, I I yelled at that show. I forgot I was singing. I was so busy cheering for other people and woo and doing all that. And then when it came time for me to sing, my voice was hoarse. I was like, you are out here. You got to remember you you have to sing. But I'm I'm so grateful to see um, a new group coming over for the for the festival and just I'm here for all the young ones to tell them anything. They call me. Um, I'm right here. What did you think of this? Like I have new country, um, new, the new class of the next women of country for this year. Yeah. They're like, how was it for you? And I'm like, I'm telling them it was great. And you, you need to take full advantage of this, this opportunity. You deserve it. And yeah, and I'm here for you if you need me. I love it. It's like um, you've got your own little kind of alumni, haven't you, with with Next Women and with CMT. Um, and talking of Lucy Palmer, we love her. We've had her on the show. She's so incredible. Um, her new single came out last week, which features the one and only yourself. Um, what was that experience like? Being obviously, I know you you've sung with her a lot and performed with her a lot, but kind of having that single out um in time for your tour. We wrote that together and. Um, it's our story like we have parallel lives pretty much kind of like and so it was our anthem it was um it's a song that's empowering for both of us and hopefully it empowers other other people who listen to it but yeah we did that <laughs> and I, I I'm I'm I love Reese, even though she surprised me with my grand old Opry debut on the Opry stage she got me so good <laughs> and I was just like I was floored because she, she didn't let on 
And cause I, I was in her hotel room, literally sobbing, like, when am I going to be on that stage? She was like, well, one day, maybe, I don't know. She was like, but you just keep doing you. And then she surprised me that night. Wow. I was like, I could not have held that secret. I'm still mad at her about that. <laughs> it's so great when you see kind of, and this is the thing, it's what I love about, you know, everyone supporting each other. Um, and obviously the Opry was a massive part of the last year. Um, and something else I want to I wanna go into, I know you've touched on it briefly, but is your exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, because that is something, the American Currents exhibit that they do is something that, I for one love because I think it's so special and so important firstly can you tell me how you found out that that was happening I um my manager called me and she was like um the country music hall of fame would like to get some of your artifacts things that you've had over your career and to put them on display in the country music hall of fame for a year I was like no 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 you can't (laughs) you can't just say that to me like that. Are you kidding me? It was just, it was, it's, I'm still shook up about it because it's like my, my career is taking these twists and turns that I totally was not expecting at all. And, um, it's just, I'm still tiptoeing around it. (laughs) Trust me. I'm still walking gingerly like, Oh, is this really happening to me? And then to have my son there with me, and we saw the exhibit together for the first time. And just, he was so proud of me. Mm-hmm. And um, that moment was very special. And and the American Currents, what they do is just really special. Not just big, big stars, but people who are making an impact, you know, whether it be big or small, you know, and that, that, yeah. I can't even hardly talk about it right now. <laughs> It, it's so important and I I think it's such an incredible thing that they do and as you say you know it's a hall of fame not just for people that have been a, you know been around for decades and and have kind of had a million number ones or whatever it's as you say about people making an impact and making a difference and the as you know the current music and it, it's so great and congratulations it's such an incredible thing um now going forward I know you are super busy you are touring, you've got your album. What is kind of your your current goals, if any? Are you just enjoying the, the ride? I'm enjoying the ride, but I'm also, I'm really looking forward to my tour with Reese Palmer. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that because we have been at this for a long time. And to be on tour with her and have, have that full circle relationship that we've had, um, I'm just looking forward to us cackling on stage and, you know, singing together and just having a good time in a space together. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Are there any, sorry, after you. (laughs) I was going to say, because when we started, she was my rival, you know, she was a rival and I was scared of her. When she got that billboard number one, I was like, oh, man. And then the fast forward is we're actually doing something together. And it's just, I think it's beautiful. And I think people should see it. Yeah, it's so incredible. Are there any songs from your album, obviously, that came out in October? Are there any songs that you haven't had a chance to play a lot of live yet that you're really excited to to play? Um, I give a, I'll give a full show. I, I do a full show and 
but with Reese, it's going to be limited. So I had to pick mm-hmm. um, which ones I want to do. Mercy, Mercy is one that's kind of gotten lost. Um, I think we need our prayers right now. And Mercy is like a, a prayer. Um, but I pretty much do my songs. I do <laughs> I do all my songs. I love that. I, I wish more artists did that. It's nothing worse when you hear an album and you go to a tour of an album and half the yeah. <laughs> No, I do I do my songs. I love that. Um we are kind of coming towards the end, and there are three questions that I ask every single person I sit in front of, and they all revolve around threes. And they're not the easiest of questions, but okay. what comes to your head first. Uh firstly, please can you name me three songs that you wish you'd have written? I will always love you, Delta Dawn. Um, um, I will always love you, Delta Dawn. Um, Lesson in Leaving, Jody Messina. That that was quick. People aren't normally that quick. I love it. They are some great. Because I want to give you like my immediate thought. Yeah, and that's that's what I love, and that's why I don't. I used to give people the heads up, but I prefer putting them on the spot because you get yeah. the best chances. Mm-hmm. Um, what about three albums you couldn't live without? Hmm. JJ Kale. Um, Donny Hathaway. And Aretha. Any of any of those albums. Yeah, there are some great choices. And my final one revolving around threes. Can you tell me three? They can be artists or writers, producers, whomever, uh, people that you haven't worked with yet that are kind of bucket list for you to work with in the future. Oh, oh man, uh, Molly Tuttle. Um, uh, oh, I want this dude so bad I could see him, but his name, his name is skipping me right now. Uh, mm, mm, I just been listening to him forever. Um, so I told you Molly Tuttle, um, girl, why am I blanking? See, I'm blanking now. <laughs> and um, it was going so well. It was going so well, but cause I, he, he just got on my bucket list. Um, I have an actual bucket list, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bonnie Raitt. Yes. Um, and, uh, oh, I know who he is. Hold on. <laughs> Cause I just was listening to him. He's Willie Nelson's son. Oh. I gotta find it. Let me see. Hmm. I think I, I I don't think I'm gonna find it. Oh, Lucas Nelson. Yes. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, yeah. And then I forgot his name as well. (laughs) He's on my bucket list. Amazing. He's great. So great. Uh, They are some good answers. Um, Thank you so much for that. I love love hearing about kind of dream collaborations and people you want to work with. Um, And I am going to have to let you go very shortly. But I, I know, as we said, there's a lot coming up for you. And we're super excited to have you back in the summer. Um, But if you are allowed to tell us what's next for you um more music for sure i got to keep this train going 
Yeah. No pressure though. It's just going to happen how it's all been happening. But I, I do see more music coming out. Amazing. And are you at this point now, obviously so much is happening for you. And we've spoken obviously a lot about that. There's been no pressure up until this point. You know, it's all happened very organically. Do you still mm-hmm. feel that way going forward? Yes, I do feel that way um, because there's still so much I want to say. And um, I just finished writing a song that is is pretty awesome that I was able to get out. Um, it's called The Tide. So that's coming. And I'm just I'm just in a really good writing space right now. I love that. I love that. And I, I for one, I'm really excited to hear all the new music. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to see you live in the summer. Um, yeah. Have you. It's going to be so great. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for chatting and for sharing the stories. It is such an honour to speak with you. And hopefully we'll speak again very soon. Yes. And thanks for having me on. Anytime. I love chatting. Um, yeah. And hopefully meet you soon. Yes. Thanks, Miko. I'll chat soon. Take care.